<laughs> All right, final hour of the uh, radio program. And uh, Puck and Gas live from the Carter Volkswagen Studio. Lunch with listeners brought to you by the Other Coast Cafe. Our daily poll question uh, we've been discussing throughout the day. What should the Mariners do with Robinson Cano when he returns to the Los Marineros in August? Split time with Ryan Healy at third, or excuse me, at first base, 36%. Uh, 15% say split time with uh, Nelson Cruz at DH. 25% say play second base. 24% says don't play at all. We don't want him. Don't want him at all. So we'll ask you here at Lunch with Listeners. Uh, 286-9595. Uh, the texters and tweeters, you've had your say. Let's let the callers have theirs. What, would you, what do you want to do when Robinson Cano returns uh, to the Mariners coming up? In mid-August, 286-9595, Meanwhile, in Omaha, feel that crowd? Huskies playing You know who's leading the cheers, don't you? You're the AD. Oh, she's and there. slugging in the middle of the order. Love Kale a good baseball a player. The, uh, the Huskies lead Oregon State right now, 3 to nothing. College World Series. Uh, they are in the uh, bottom of the third inning uh, elimination game. they got a win to move on. They lose, they are out. Right now, they lead uh, the number third ranked Oregon State Beavers three zip. You know another uh, thing that's going on right now that mm. I'll, I'll bring up the gambling aspect because yeah. you like gambling. Yeah. What if you and I and Jackson had thrown a hundred dollar bill on Tunisia this morning? It was they were plus twelve hundred against England. Jeez. It's one one at halftime, and England has a long history of stubbing its big collective toe in these kind of matchups. In the uh, World Cup, but England about as heavy a favorite as we've seen. One of the heavy favorites, and and here's Tunisia one one with them as they start the, the second. What was the, the second what was half? The, what was the Mexico line? Oh, I don't know what that one was, they but Mexico like a, is a much better team than Tunisia. Yeah, wasn't okay. that wasn't that high of a? But still, it was. Yeah. I thought. Well, I think. What's I saw been, what would be the biggest I one? Think, I think it was like plus six fifty. I mean, the sixty to biggest, for them to win. The biggest upset so far would mm. probably be this one, but Iceland, Iceland equally. Yeah, what was the was what was the line for that? That was I, really spectacular. Can I can I bring something up and then we can get back to the poll? People talk, you talk about Fox and how lousy their coverage is of certain things. I didn't understand when Iceland and Argentina ended, and that stadium's electric, and and they're showing Messi and he's stunned, and they're showing the Iceland guys and they're stunned, and nobody, and they go. We're going to go back to the Red Square now to our studio show. Yep. And it went from this incredible, great atmosphere. Like, the second the game mm. ended, they go to their studio. They've like, done that for every game, and it just, I, I, I'm baffled. Stay in the stadium, man. That's where it's happening. Now, some of it might be because the bro- the TV crews, some of the TV crews are doing the broadcasts from the United States, from studios in L.A. Yeah, just leave the, the feed studios. on, man. Let, let me see what's going on there. Yeah. I, Nine, I was looking at the uh, in that Iceland uh, match. 99.6% of the people in Iceland were watching the game. Is That's that awesome. right? Yeah. That's awesome. Ninety nine points. What, well, the, the, the goalkeeper. The what the hell were the other people doing? The goalkeeper in his normal job. He's not a soccer player. He's a he's a movie director. He's a film director. Uh, of course he is. He just, he just happens to play soccer. Is, it, right. the, is it the coach a dentist? Uh, yeah, I the think coach that's right. is a dentist of Iceland's Why national team. <laughs> All right, two eight six nine five nine five one eight hundred eight two nine zero nine five zero. Lunch with listeners brought to you by the other cast, uh, other Coast Cafe. Three great locations for your sandwich needs: Capitol Hill, also Queen Anne, and. Uh, the home shop for me, Ballard. What should the Mariners do with Robinson Cano when he returns? The team is 24-9 and nine right now, the best record in the majors since he went out. And there's a thought. I mean, we had Jerry DePoto on our airwaves saying, listen, not necessarily he's not going to get his job back. Uh, 
he may play sparingly, but he's not going to just automatically get his job back at second base. Uh, one rival uh, club exec telling John Morosi, MLB.com, Mariners are a more complete team with D Gordon's energy and range at second base. And John also kind of speculating uh, that there's going to be a, among the Mariners inside their front office a robust debate on whether or not uh, how much Robinson Cano should play when he comes back. Because remember, he's not eligible uh, for the postseason. So what should they do when he does come back? Uh, we'll update our poll question here in just a second. Let me grab uh, David. Is in Salem, Oregon. David, what's for lunch all the way down in Salem, Oregon? Uh, I got a meatball pepperoni sub from Subway. Oh, okay. That's a solid choice. I'm not going to go against that. I, in fact, I, I like that meatball sub. I'm not going to lie. All right, David, down in Salem, eating a meatball sub, listening to us on the, of course, the famous iHeartRadio app. What do you think the Mariners should do with Cano when he comes back? Uh, if if he's going to play, I think he does a Michael Young F. He's rotating between DH first and second base. Okay. But I think that we will know at the deadline. Currently, the Mariners are sitting at, I think, 39 guys on their 40-man roster with Cano removed currently. If they add two guys, they'll likely move Orofmo to the 60-day, which would open up a second spot, uh, open up one spot. And if they needed to open up another one, when Cano comes back, he could also get moved to the 60-day. So I think that's when you would find out what they're going to do or not, um, if they will play him or not. Um, but if he's going to play, it's, it's got to be some kind of rotation between first and DH primarily with some second in there, giving a bunch of guys, different guys a day off and getting the best look. Yeah, thanks, Dave. I appreciate it. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to see – I'll be honest. I don't want to see him back at second base playing regularly. No, and Curtis acted like that's the that's the easy answer. Curtis is, hey, the way he plays, you got to get your best guys in the lineup, that that's the easy answer. It would be the easiest way. There's no, I mean, if you want, if he wanted to get back in, in, in playing on a regular basis, I, I don't know. I, I just think the way that they have both talked, uh, DePoto and Service, this is me reading the situation. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything. And I, and I'm, and I, I honestly, <laughs> I literally know nothing. That should be our motto. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't. I'm with you. I don't know if they're so gung ho to just throw him back in the lineup. I am with you a hundred percent on that. I, I think, and especially given the way they've played, no. and it's more about, the facts rather than superstition. You're right. Baseball is more superstitious yeah. than any place. But the fact of the matter is for a month now, they've been a great baseball team. We, and you've had guys you've had to ask to step their game up to a different level and they've done it. How do you yeah. then look them in the eye and say, this guy who was, you know, caught breaking the rules yeah. is back. And so now you don't get to play it. Doesn't and make then, sense. And then the other scenario that he's, he, yes, I guess he can help you the, the, the 40 game and if he, if he can come back and help you in that remaining 40 games before you get in the postseason, then obviously it's worth it. But then, he can't help you in the postseason because he's not eligible for the postseason. Right. Uh, right. It's, a, it's a sticky situation. Let me grab Brad. Brad, what's for lunch today? I'm just having a BLT with avocado on croissant. That's a blat. Well, I don't even know what bacon, what do you call it when it's on a croissant? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, man, out of a belt? Yeah. I don't like know, that. man. I don't even have an answer for you. I, on I, that I one. <laughs> threw you off, Brad. My bad. All right, Brad, what should they do with Cano? I think he should be a special assistant to Ichiro. <laughs> no, no. In all seriousness, though, pinch hitter or or um, or just leave it as is, man. Honestly, if they're still playing the way they they are now and maintaining that that edge that they that they have, you know, since he's been gone, yeah. I just don't think you mess with it, man. I just think you say, hey, look, man, come back next year in the spring and just kind of 
do that or or just as a pinch hit type situation or you know i don't even know if relieving guys in 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 positions on the field is is smart chemistry wise thanks man yeah thanks brad i I mean i think that going around and what our first caller david from salem i mean i think that's what we've kind of hinted at i i could see him just bouncing around give Cruz, you know yeah one give Cruz a day off he i mean certainly doesn't supplant him for the majority of the game should never should do that and then you know when D wants maybe a rat, you know get D off his feet for a mm-hmm. game, then he plays. Then he plays second base. But you know I know I don't know how how regularly that he will play uh, for the Mariners. I, I'm not, I'm not convinced that he's going to play regularly. Right. I mean, and again, it's going to be odd to think of if if they go the one route where they say, look, you're going to be a guy, you're going to get in the lineup three or four times a week, but it's going to be in different positions. You're going to be oh. Mark McLemore. That's what you got to be for six weeks now. You've got to play oh. a bunch of different positions, do what we ask you to do, and and that way you'll get to play and contribute a little bit because, oh. yeah, I, I just don't see, I don't know, I don't see any way unless everything's falling apart by then and then it won't matter. But why would you put him back at second, and especially when they're on the record as saying that's not a given anyway. That right. means they're already yeah, thinking we, about we this. Played it. Early, we, you know, we played the sound earlier that – uh, when DePoto sat down with uh, with Softy and Fane. All right, we'll do this. We'll take a break. Then we're going to go to Russia. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to find out, really. Is Booth covering this England game? Can we get a live in-stadium report from Booth, or is he already out with his no, fellow comrades the, was, having vodka? What was the game before? Did he do Sweden he earlier did, today? It was the Panama? Panama, uh, Brussels? Panama, 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 yeah, Belgium would have been there earlier. That's, the that's the one he just finished. Okay. So he was writing for that. So, but, look, let's be honest. He's, he's not over there covering the World Cup. When I texted him to come on, and his first response was, I can't talk right now, Robert. There's something else that's going on. Okay? Something else that's going on. Tim Booth, Associated Press from Russia next. Now back to Puckett and the Gas Man on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Entertaining sports talk. Update from Omaha. The Huskies lead Oregon State 3-0 right now in the bottom of the fourth inning. All right, we go to Russia. This is the first time on this show I've ever said joining us next from Russia on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline is this person. That's what we're doing right now. We're heading all the way to Russia. Joining us on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline, part of Robert Moeller's investigation, is Tim Booth from the Associated Press, who, of course, is covering the World Cup. Hi, Tim. How are you today? Hi, Jason. How are you? Uh, we're doing great. So what is it, about 10.20 your time there? It is It is 10.20. It's 10.20 p.m., yes. But that's late. You know, Wendy? It's just, that is, are you okay with a long day of a, of a work schedule and, and covering all of the matches? And how fun has it been so far for you? It's, it's been a really cool experience. Um it you know we've had this was our second game tonight here in Sochi um, was the Belgium Panama match which Belgium won Belgium won three nothing um, you know the first game we had here was the was the Portugal Spain match where Cristiano Ronaldo kind of went crazy and and took over and I mean that was that was an an amazing sort of event to be at to be at a, at a game like that and then tonight was really cool because you had thousands of Panama fans who'd made the trip from. Central America because this was Panama's first um, first time at the World Cup and you know even though they're you know they're they're getting kind of routed in the second half by a really good Belgian team the, the, you know their fans are still in the stands chanting and dancing and and singing and everything so um, the environment and, and everything around the game so far has been really really cool and and 
Um, you know, everything has gone really smoothly over here so far. Um, the, the organizing committees have done a really good job of, of making sure everything has, has kind of gone off without a hitch so far. So um, it's, it's been a very, very unique and very cool experience to have. Being able to uh, to cover Panama allowed you to uh, do a great story on Ramon Torres, and I mean this story could have been done, may it probably was done eight months ago when it happened, but it was cool to relive, <laughs> you know, cool to relive Tim, uh, just what that goal meant for him, what it meant for the country. I think people, certainly people that travel, that they get it. You know, a country like Panama, you know, something like them getting into the World Cup was just. It's almost indescribable the fact that Torres was the guy who authored it. Uh, it didn't go well for them today, but and and I don't, you know, I, I'm not trying to go to participation trophy route, but for them being there is a pretty <laughs> damn big deal. Oh, it's it's huge, and I mean, I think the, the the cool thing about Ramon was is he was really open about talking about kind of what that all meant to him because it can it 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 completely changed his life. I mean, it's there's not many people in this in this world that can say they're considered a national hero in their home country. Um and he is because he's the one who scored that goal that that put them in the World Cup for the first time. And he was really kind of honest about it. He said that his life had had significantly changed that he had to do different things now like going to the store was not a was not a simple thing for him going back to the neighborhood that he grew up in was not a it, it's not just like he can drop by the house anymore because you know he gets out of his car and he's completely surrounded by you know people from the neighborhood who want to thank him and congratulate him for um creating this opportunity for his home country so um it, it, it's it's a very unique you know situation you know there's like i said there's not many people in the world who could ever say something something like that and he's got a he's a really unique personality um you know he, he came from he, he essentially came from nothing in panama to be now this um to be a national hero and obviously be a huge contributor for the sounders um and and you're right you know tonight didn't go great for them but it wasn't really expected to go great for them you know belgium's probably you know a favorite to win the whole to win the whole tournament, um, and but just being out there tonight was was a it was a huge sense of pride for him, for his country, um, for anyone who was who's associated with Panama. Um, you know, t- tonight was a monumental occasion for for that entire country. The pride of Central Washington University, Tim Booth from the Associated Press, joining us live from Russia, right here on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline. Has there, I would assume, and well, I don't know, maybe I'm not going to assume. Is the Portugal-Spain match so far the best one in the World Cup? Probably. I mean, there hasn't been uh, there hasn't been a match that had that much sort of electricity around it, um, you know, that much anticipation, and then to see um, Cristiano Ronaldo take over kind of the way he did, and just you know, a port- the comparison I've I've heard it a, a number of times now since being here. It's it's like LeBron. With with the Cavs, I mean that that's what essentially what Cristiano Ronaldo has with with Portugal. They're they're a decent team, um, but they have one superstar, and that's him. And here he was playing kind of, in a way he was kind of playing against the Warriors because Spain is just this absolutely loaded side who's got you know a slew of of international stars on their roster, and and you know Cristiano in a way kind of single handedly got them got Portugal a, a draw out of that match, and then to have it be as back and forth as it was, as, you know, as many scoring opportunities as there were for both sides, as much kind of drama as there was around the match, because two days before the match, Spain had fired its head coach. 
um, for taking the job at Real Madrid. I mean, there was just all these different subplots that came with that match. And then for the actual product to live up to sort of the hype around it, um, you know, in, for, for a group stage match in, in the World Cup, it it's ranks up there among the best of them. I mean, it was, it was just thrilling and exciting. And um, it was about 9,000 degrees in the stadium that night because it, had, you know, it's, it's like 80% humidity here. So um, it was, it was just a really kind of electric sort of atmosphere around it. And then the, the soccer lived up to it and it was just a fantastic game. Uh, culturally speaking, and it may be hard, you've only been there a week. You can't absorb everything, but is there, is there a feeling among casual fans of the sport in Russia or of the people that you have seen who are there that Iceland has become a team to root for? You know what I mean? If this was in America, we'd all be, oh, Iceland's become the darlings of the tournament. Does that carry over in your mind into a world audience? Because certainly what they did Saturday was spectacular, and it, it's an easy story to get behind. Yeah, I, I think to a certain extent, Gas, I don't, it's, it's hard for me to get a feel for it here because um, obviously they're not here. Uh, in right. Sochi, they don't play any games here. Um, but just in, in general, in terms of like the soccer community and, and those who are, have a vested interest in, in the tournament that are here in country, absolutely. I, I, you know, it's, it's the whole, you know, underdog story of a, of a country of 300,000 people that's, that's, you know, playing to a draw with Argentina and, and, you know, now has a, has a really legitimate chance of, of potentially getting through their group and, and getting to the knockout stage. And, there is a slight chance that a very slight chance that if they somehow won their won their group and and then won their round of 16 game that we would actually get them here in the quarterfinals in Sochi, which would be a really cool um, experience to have. But um, yeah, it's 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 just an easy story to rally around, kind of in the same way that that Panama was an is an easy story to rally around, even though they're not of the quality of of Iceland. It's still you know a first time country here, a small country having their, their opportunity on the, on the big stage. I, I felt like tonight, at least um, in the stadium, anyone who was a sort of a neutral fan was pulling for Panama. You know, that's, that's what right. we want to see. Belgium is this great team and, and they're going to, they're going to do great things in this tournament most likely. But, but the, that sort of person who's just there to experience being at a world cup game, they were pulling for Panama tonight. And I think that's the same thing that Iceland's going to have wherever they go in this tournament is that person who has a ticket for that game on that day that's the team they're going to get behind just because the story behind them is so fantastic. Tim, I, I know that Mexico is highly regarded. Their attack is regarded around the world. But what, what they did yesterday against uh, Germany, I mean, how surprised or how surprising was that uh, at the World Cup that they were able to be, defeat a team like Germany 1-0? I, I think the surprising thing to me was, was how easily Mexico got its chances. Um, you know, you've seen, you've seen German teams before that just kind of lock down the opponent and don't give them their opportunities on goal. You know, think about the, the World Cup final four years ago when they played Argentina. Messi did absolutely nothing in that match. It's because they just kind of put the clamps down on them and didn't allow them to do that. Um, Germany kind of looked, they looked old and they looked vulnerable yesterday. And that was, I think that was kind of the biggest surprise out of it was, just how how easily Mexico got so many chances because that game, realistically, Mexico probably should have been ahead about three nothing at halftime, um, and that game could have very easily ended three or four nothing or three to four three or four to one. Um, that was that was kind of I think it's a testament to how well organized Mexico was and how good of a game plan they had, but also I think it really exposed a lot of flaws in Germany. And now 
here's Germany, who is who is by all accounts the pre-tournament tournament favorite. I mean, if you go to Vegas, they were they were the odds-on favorite um, to win the whole thing, and now they're going to come here to Sochi next Saturday night and play Sweden in kind of what's become a must-win game for Germany because Sweden won today, and if Sweden gets a win out of that game um, on next Saturday, Sweden's through to the next round, and Germany's most likely out which is kind of a stunning thing to consider at this point that after two group games, Germany could be, you know, on the brink of elimination already. Um, so it, it, it was, it was, it was a really impressive performance by Mexico first off, but I think it really exposed a lot of issues that Germany has right now. What's the, uh, what's the talk around again, the, the, the tournament and from, from your angle, and I know you didn't uh, see this one, but, uh, about, you know, Brazil, here's yet another team, you know, this team can win it. This team is great. This team is World Cup history, and they go out and and draw with with Switzerland. It was such a compelling first weekend of this tournament. What what uh, what, what says everyone about Brazil? You know, it was kind of cool. Gas is last. Some of my coworkers here in Sochi are Brazilian, and so I got the. We went to a place called the Cowboy Bar um, <laughs> last night, and and watched. Of course, you know, and and we watched uh, we watched the Brazil Switzerland match, and it was just kind of funny watching their emotions as the as the match went on because it was kind of like this, you know, they they go up one nothing early, and then it was immediately that whole fatalistic sort of feeling, kind of like we used to have with the Mariners until this year, right? Um, that you know, eventually something something was going to go bad, and and they were going to give up the lead, and lo and behold, that that's exactly what happened. Um, so, you know, it, it, but to your point, I mean, it was a, it was an, it was a shocking weekend sort of opening weekend of results because you had that one, you had Argentina, Iceland, you had Mexico, Germany, you had, you know, Portugal, Spain playing to a draw, um, you know, for a half tonight, we thought maybe Belgium was going to join that, that group. Um, England's playing right now in a one, one draw with Tunisia. Um, it's, it's been, it's been a really compelling tournament from that point of just these unexpected, um, results so far and, and Brazil, you have to, you have to lump in there because, um, you know, they, they have a, they have an exceedingly easy group. First of all, I mean, they, they should, they should get through without any, any issues, but that being said, a one, one draw with Switzerland is not exactly the, the foot you want to get off on starting, um, starting the tournament when you have as many expectations as Brazil does. And if they don't win that group, and that, that would set up a much more difficult um, matchup for them in the round of 16. Potentially, they could end up seeing Argentina. Tim, what's the uh, premier game or premier match coming up tomorrow? Uh, uh, Tim, are you okay? Are you, where are you in line at right now? Sounds like Comrade Booth is in some trouble all of a sudden. Was this your number called? Is this part of the investigation that you're involved with over there? I'm... I'm in the I'm in the media center and they're they're announcing that it's closing in 30 minutes. That's all they're announcing. So they're kicking us out to to the mean streets of to the mean streets of Sochi in 30 and, minutes. And but, this is when you go um, find I, Carrie and see where she's been hidden all the whole time, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Me and Saul. Um, yeah, I think uh, I, I think tomorrow the the probably the most important matchup is going to be Russia against Egypt um, because I think that's going to that's going to determine a lot of what happens in Group A. It's the first sort of set of, of games in the, in the next phase um, of the tournament. And, you know, Russia came out and won 5 nothing in Egypt about whether they're going to have Mohamed Salah available um, for, that, for that match. It's, 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 a big, it's a big match from that standpoint. If Russia wins tomorrow night, they're, they're through. And, and that's actually a team we could end up seeing down here in the, in the round of 16, um, potentially. So uh, that, that's probably the biggest match. Um, tomorrow, the, there's the last two games of Group H, which is um, I think it's Japan, Colombia, and Poland against 
somebody tomorrow who I can't remember. But anyway, so that's that's the lineup for tomorrow. But Russia Egypt, I think, is the most important game okay. tomorrow. What what about uh, outside of the media center? Where I think I, I've actually run the PA announcement through our translator here, and they were announcing that the free vodka bar is clo- there. They are again. The vodka bar is now closing, uh, and that's what they have to make sure people know. What's the atmosphere like outside the stadiums? Going, you mentioned going out with some people last night. Uh, you give us a give us a feel for the for the flavor, the, yeah. the fun side of this. Are you being tailed when you walk around town? <laughs> No, not yet. I'm I'm more of a sideshow, um, which is not not that big of a surprise. That's typically the case back home, anyway. But um, you know, it, you know, I'm kind of it, there's very few American journalists here, just in in all honesty. And so um, conversations I've had with with locals, um, they they like talking with me because they don't really have that many interactions with Americans that often. Um, so that's been that's been kind of a, a sort of a cool experience. I've, I've described this to um, my wife and some others that that if, I, if it wasn't for the language, I would think that I'm in Southern California because that's sort of the vibe that Sochi has. It's, it's a resort town. It's where people go on vacation um, during the summer. It's been, you know, 80 to 85 degrees and pretty much sunny here every day. There's the, we're, on the, we're on the shore of the Black Sea. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's got a very sort of SoCal kind of vibe to it. And, and you, you've got all these pop-up shops along the beach, um, you've got Coke, you know, Coca-Cola stands everywhere. Um, I, you know, earlier today I was walking around and I saw a, a, a pop-up stand for like Quicksilver and Roxy and like, you know, there's stand-up paddle boards. I mean, it, it's just, it has that vibe of like you're in Huntington Beach or, or Santa Monica or something like that. So, um, it hasn't been, you know, as much of a culture shock, at least personally, as I know some other colleagues have had who are in other areas. Um, of Russia. Now, to be fair, I haven't had an opportunity really to get out of the, we're, I mean, we're right on the Olympic Park, um, you know, where all the Olympic venues were for the, for the 2014 Winter Games. And so it's a very sort of, it, it's a very developed and commercialized area to begin with. And I haven't had a really an opportunity to get out of this area yet because we've been so busy with, with games so far. Um, but my understanding is that Sochi is just kind of the area in general is very much kind of this way. So, um, it's, you know, it's a, it's a very cool vibe. It's very easy going. They're making more announcements in Russian now. Um, but it's, it's, it's been, it's been a really nice, it's been a really, you know, nice and cool experience so far. I would just, I mean, the last thing for you, and, and we'll cut you loose because it sounds like they're coming after you. Uh, when you, when you go out on the town, get, get a, the Canadian flag, you know, and just wear that around. I just tell people you're Canadian, Tim. There's no reason to tell these people that you're American. They don't need to know that. I'm Canadian. Everyone you know loves I, Canadians. You know, you know, when I said it the other night, uh, we, we went we went and had uh, gas, you'll like this. We went and had Serbian fast food the other night. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and as we were leaving, the, the young man at the, at the front asked, you know, where all of us were from. And, and uh, I said, you know, I'm from the, I'm from the U.S. And, and he said, and he started, he started talking about how much he loves Steph Curry. And so it's like, it's like, you know, Western culture is definitely, is definitely a huge part of, of society over here now. And, um, had a five minute conversation with the kid about, about Steph Curry and the Warriors. So why do you um, think was, gas would like that story? No. He doesn't even know who Steph Curry is. I'm a, I'm a worldly loud. guy. I'm a much, Hey, can you do me a favor, comrade? It was, it was more about the Serbian fast food. That's, that's what I was. Why did you, have you had Serbian, you fast, Serbian food fast food before? I don't know. I actually invested in a Serbian fast food franchise that went under. Can you pick me up a make America great again? Had at one of those pop-up stores. Yeah. 
I'm just just go Canadian. Whatever you do. Would you would you would you rather would you rather would you rather have a nesting doll with uh, yes with the picture of uh, of a certain leader on it? Yeah 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 yeah. yeah. If you could swing one of those without blowing your whole wad of rubles, I'll go for that. I just want one with. (laughs) Just bring Putin back. I want Putin. That's what I want. All right, okay, Tim. I'll, we'll I'll see what I can do. Cut you loose. Thanks so much for uh, for staying up late and uh, and joining us. Yep, no problem, guys. Talk to you later. There he is, mm-hmm. uh, Tim Booth, all the way from Russia, joining us on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline, uh, talking about the World Cup. I want to check in on that England score. One one still. Still one one. Seventy, almost the seventy eighth minute okay. now. There you go. Meanwhile, your doggies have blown a three zero lead. Huh? And now trail 4-3 in the top of the fifth. We got a lot Man. of stuff happening here. Pretty bummed about that. And, and Booth right now is being escorted out of the media center yeah. for staying on the phone for too long. Yeah, that's not a good thing. And they, they seemed like they were talking to Tim. The third they, one, yeah. definitely. Sir, get off the phone. We've told you repeatedly, get off your phone. <laughs> we will take you out. And I believe him there. Yeah. I really do believe him. I want him to get me a Boris Badenoff t-shirt. <sighs> I was going to ask him about if there's any buzz about Seattle, but eh, whatever. We didn't get to that. I would I would assume, you know, when they made that announcement last week, has there been any new news on that one, Felty? No. The I'm, World Cup coming here, and I know we're years away from that yeah, happening. Yeah, 2020-2021 is when we're going to find out about which When it pairs down to those teams, yeah. to the cities? Yeah, it's going to be a long time before oh, we know. Lord almighty. God. It's just going to be a question of the yes, there's 17 American cities. That's going to go down to 10, and Seattle has to make the cut. And okay. I come down to us versus Denver. Is how I've is kind of how I've Seattle at it. versus Denver. Oh, this is great. Gonna going to uh, divide my household one more time. That's right. You're gonna have to <laughs> sit there and defend Seattle against the uh, the the Denver communists that I have inside my house. Yeah, but she great. picked you. She had she could have. I'm sure she knew other guys, and you're the one she picked. So it was an arranged marriage. Is, yes. is right? Well, I, that's I feel bad for her then. That's a shame <laughs> that worked out that way. I I thought she just made that choice. Not really. It was forced upon her. Yeah. Uh, let me quickly update our poll. What should the M's do with Robinson Cano when he returns? You have about oh, I have three hours left to vote. Thirty six percent. It's been holding steady. Uh, split time with Ryan Healy. 16% saying split time with uh, Nelson Cruz at DH. 25% say play second base. 23% say don't play at all. You still have time to vote. Go to Jason Puckett 20 uh, there on Twitter uh, to vote away. All right, we'll see if he's dried out. Uh, the mayor of Maple Valley will uh, will look back on his tournament on Friday. We'll actually, And then we'll find out what's coming up on his show uh, starting at 1 o'clock. The mayor next. Now back to Puckett and the Gas Man on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Entertaining sports talk. Bottom of the fifth inning in Omaha. The uh, the Oregon State Beavers leading Washington by a score of uh, four uh, to three. Uh, coming up tomorrow, of course, it's our weekly visit with the great Brad Adam. We're going to move him up a little early because they've uh, he didn't want to talk on the bus. Come again? He didn't want to talk on the bus when he's taking the team bus over, so we moved him up to a so, 10.20. So it's 10.20. It's fine. Only an hour. That's, that's move fine. up his schedule a little bit. He's got some TV commitments as well, so we're all good. Okay, okay. I just it could... He could just talk with us and then take a cab over to the ball yard. Now right? he's got to ride. He's got to ride with the. T- they want him on the team bus. He's, he's got to be on the team he, bus. He like he talks no, to the team on just, the way over. He doesn't want to spend the money for the cab, and they're not going to reimburse. God, that's, that's exactly, probably that's true. Where I was that's going exactly, right there. That's yeah. probably a good point. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. 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 
How are you, sir? How Good. was everything? It was the uh, the you it put was... the finishing touches on Friday. Bravo, and... man! How did it go? Good, it's really good. Thank you for coming out. Uh, oh, sure. Long, oh, long ass waited for you, for you and your oh. crew of uh, traveling band of misfits making your way. One out of these days, I'll, I'll tape that ride home. Oh, I don't God. know how much we could actually air of it, but who whatever. else in there? Is it just friends of yours, ne'er do wells? Let's see, chumps. Uh, yeah, you all, know some all buddies, all buddies. Yeah, well, like a couple guys here, right? Rochelle Max. and Max yeah. from here, and then mm-hmm. yeah, the rest were just buddies. Yeah. Yeah, just getting weird. That's Spicoli's van pulling out. Getting weird. Good lord. And when you're getting weird in Covington, you've really gotten weird. At yeah, that point. that's right. Because their weird, their weird bar is pretty damn high. Yeah, so, just yeah. to start. Yeah, it was good though. We had fun. It was uh you know, those are the things. And, and Gash, you know this all too well. When you put the, you don't get a chance to say hello and mm-hmm. and spend enough time with everybody. So if you're listening and you're out there, and I didn't get a chance to spend, I I, I appreciate everybody coming out because it was. It's always a really humbling, cool experience to see how many, how many people. You know, I mean, at times we think there's two people listening to the damn radio station. Right, right. <laughs> now I know there's at least about a hundred. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. I'm guessing a hundred, hundred and two are yeah. out there. So yeah, it was. Uh, we had 144 people playing. Uh, our promotions guys, Jay and Waldo, did a fantastic job. The, the the crew at Druids did a terrific job, and it was just a yeah. My man Shane playing some music for us out there. It was just a it was a fun. Oh, night. I love those guys are great. Uh-huh. How about that? <laughs> yeah. The Bridge Band they they, they have yeah. their own they have their own band. Yeah. Uh, the Bridge Band. If you ever see them out there, they play all around the area. They're great, but uh, yeah, they were playing some. I'm sure some of the blue hairs in the old restaurant at six o'clock weren't weren't digging yeah. the music they were playing, but I liked it. You liked it, and you know I think all the golfers uh, on the on the and course. It was cool that it was cool to have uh, Mark Kalinsky out there. Yes. I mean, obviously you'd want him out there on under totally different right. circumstances. No, but, but it was, it was really a, a yeah. So having Tyler's dad, he came out and spoke, and and that's the first time he's done something in public. Yeah. Um. So it was a emotional. Really difficult, but at the same time, uh, really inspirational thing too oh. to have him out there. So yeah, it was a fun time and. And Gas Puck and I played surprisingly well. Uh, I just talked to Matt over at Georgetown. He says, you guys far and away gave away less less than you've given away in terms of gift cards ever. So that's a good that, thing. That's a step probably in the right direction to well, keep that relationship fun and well, healthy. Well, you know, it helps you guys since you're giving away a gift card uh, a Every lot of 10 days. Minutes. We get yeah. five away a day. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and and I remember the very first year, Manny was sitting in the front row. Remember that, Puck? Oh, yeah. yeah after just... the rain. And he's like, um, hey. Are we done? Because that was the yet? year when we did it. Then it was we called up everyone that beat us, yes. and we called up everybody that was in the audience. I said, except for like one group or yeah. two groups. I think Al, but my buddy Al Lanham, who's a big listener in oh. the station, Big Al was like oh. the only guys that didn't win. Al and the Maple Valley Moms maybe were about the only yes. ones that didn't win. Yes. So the rest of them all well, got a course was in great shape. Yeah, huh? It's they beautiful. really did a nice job yeah, with great. that. So yeah, it was a good, very, very good day all yeah. the way around for for two good foundations, and we all survived. Here we are on a Monday. Good. Yeah, I, I don't God. want to be. I wouldn't. I, I needed one more day. Well, I did too. I used to hate. I'll tell you the day. One I more got, day to recover. Day I got stuck working every stinking year because uh, it was, was the Tuesday after the Detlef tournament. Oh, yeah. that was a hard I, I'm day. I'm stunned man. that you had to work because I'm sure somebody else wasn't here. Well, yeah, that's the case. You know, the mascot, the tournament mascot, had it like built into his deal that he got Tuesday off. So I had to come in, and it was four hours. Oh. And I, and it's this time of year, so there's nothing really going on. Yes, yeah. that's Just, the problem. I, I I'll, I'll tell you this. I got up Saturday, and ugh. and we had a we had a basketball high school basketball tournament at Seattle Pacific University. First game at nine a.m. So we were out the door at seven thirty a.m. And roll on out Saturday. of bed until nine. Yeah, I was not. It was I was not feeling it on Saturday. We got home about five thirty. I turned on the Mariner game, and it was one of those like semi comatose watch. Yeah. You know, like you're kind of like. 
Yeah. Oh, they're up. They're uh, one nothing. Okay, perfect. Wade's still out there. Did I not sleep through three innings? What happened? So it was a, but it was a, it was a good weekend, fun time all the way around. So, uh, the can I just I just read this story and I just saw this. Yes, now. Mike Leach is crazy. Uh, sorry, yeah, well, we never Mike even Leach. talked about this. What the hell's the matter I don't know with what your you football coach? Softy was just know. asking me about it. I'm like, I don't know what he's saying. I mean, he's nuts. <laughs> what, what do you want? Know. What do you want from us? I don't know. We don't control him. <laughs> I, 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 I want some commentary, some hard edged commentary. He's a lunatic. Yeah, I don't he's, know. He's nuts. He's already an idiot. Whatever. I mean, God. Do you have any ramifications or will watch about It's no big deal. It's just a guy being crazy on Twitter. Who cares? They released some statement that says that his political beliefs are his own personal deal and uh, whatever mm-hmm. yeah, but don't share your political be- beliefs it would like be of sports figure it how would, about that it would behoove him just to kind of well don't drink or tweet at night yeah that's the best things you can possibly i know which one of those so, i'd give up that's the best <laughs> that's the best thing you could possibly do if given that you God. can only have one I, if i okay. only have one and I'm, and I'm the head coach oh, i'd be like i know what i'm gonna not do i think oh. he wants to be fired i why i said it earlier i think he wants to i think he honestly wants to get fired that's uh, I, no i don't know so but yo know, so we know about the 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 mickelson the tits mickelson yes. fiasco right yeah, yeah, yeah have you seen this story this video of paulina gretzky yet and no, her friends no i want to i think what would there we go. Now we're getting somewhere. Yeah, there's a video I'll watch. I couldn't care less about what when he tapped <laughs> in. When he when um when he made his birdie putt on the 76th hole. Yeah, 72nd hole. Excuse me. Right, right. These idiots, her and her friends, thought he won. Thought he won the stupid tournament. Oh jeez. Are celebrating as if he won the tournament. Oh my god. And then because then when Kepka tapped in, it was a bogey. You're like, oh, well, he got a birdie, and Kepka got a bogey. Oh, we won! Ah! And no. then, like, Kepka's dad is like nearby, going like, yeah, no, like, no, we didn't win. No, like, no. my son won. Oops. He, they had a J.R. Smith moment. That's fantastic. These three just ditzes. Well, this picture of them. They're just but they're angry. probably. Let's be honest. They probably got uh, after it all. Sure, they haven't been so. eating. They've yeah. had like they a, a, a Spicoli they, van. They had. Yeah, a, they came in the Spicoli van. They, they had a lettuce wrap with no dressing, and then like you know, ten Pinot Grigios. Yeah, they they came in the pucket van. Is what they came in. But I'm trying to see. There. There's just a story about it, but I want to see if there's video of it. God, I bless me. I've got to see this. That's yeah. Fan. They thought they won. They thought that. That's fantastic. That is fantastic, Mickelson. What a putz! Yeah, uh, well, <laughs> just a dingbat. I, you taught maybe Leach wanted to get fired or wants to get fired. Oh. I think it's safe to say that Mickelson wanted to get out of the tournament. Just, yeah, I'm done. Yeah, well, maybs that's why to. they didn't DQ him. Yeah, they kind of screwed him. Is what they did. You know, there's. Yeah, he probably just wanted to go home. Yeah, he wasn't. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm done. I don't want to play here on Sunday. Well, what's the old? There's an old baseball story. I'm sure it's happened more than once of a guy trying to get thrown out of a game in the upset. Well, how many no, man? No, no. How many managers in, get thrown out? Yeah. Just because, like, you know what? I, I just want to go home. I'm done. But there's an exchange somewhere that, where, where a guy says, throw me out. He says, no, no, if i got to stay out here and watch this crap, there you is. got to stay out here yeah. and watch Who this. Is, that's not so, Earl that Weaver, happened with, it? it might be Earl with somebody. Yeah, I remember. Somebody was Sparky? telling the ref. Maybe it was Sparky. Throw me out. Yeah. No, you got to stay out here and watch this crap just like I do. I remember that, yeah. Well, I think every time service gets thrown out, I think it's like he's... He has to almost beg, yeah, because right, yeah. he's like so. Yeah, nice. No one really throws him. He's out. so nice. He's I'll like, give you fifty bucks what, if you throw me out of the game. What do you got? What do you got coming up on the show? Uh, there, Chief? I believe we have the new hire coming in from uh, for the NHL team, Dave Tippett, nice. from the Coyotes coach, in the uh, in studio. Yeah, maybe even before that, we're we're told. So. All right, awesome. And we'll do that. We'll talk about the USGA and how effed up they are. As okay, well. you know, I mean, I just we can't. I can't deal with those guys. I know. Do I we mean, really? Let really? Ryan. 
They need to find a new leader. Yeah. Mike Davis needs to find a new job. Yeah. And I think he probably will. I hope so. All right. That's it. Yeah. All right. The mayor of Maple Valley is coming up next. We will talk to you tomorrow. Have a good afternoon. No shirt. No shoes. No dies. Anybody like to smoke some pot? I was born to love you. I was born to lick your face. I was born to rub you. But you were born to rub me first. What do you need my address for? We'd like to send out a mailer. Mother of mercy, I don't speak Japanese! <laughs>